So, you know, sometimes I just trust this practice so much. And community and the teachings and our capacity to be awake, to be free. I had many plans, things I can share with, etc. It happens to me all the time. This is part of my teaching style, I guess. But I really need to see what is here. Who are you? Hi, getting to know you, being here in community. And then it's like the Dharma takes over, you know. It's like, well, Bruni, I don't think so. Yeah, don't don't talk about Anatta today or, or you know, all these deep truths, or I mean they're here one way or another, or don't I don't know. That was not kind of or not here. But I just love how really we co-create through interconnectedness what is here and what, what it is that, how it is that we practice, how it is that this saying in the practice of we're practicing for ourselves, for others, and for everyone, it really becomes alive. When we see the interconnectedness of all of us here, the precepts make sense. Interconnectedness, meaning that we see our true conditions of the moment and that we also see the humanity within us. The human condition. We can be in different places. We can talk different languages. We may have different preferences in all categories of our lives. But then we really see the human condition. We're not exempt. We're not exempt of aging of sickness, of dying. We're not exempt of being separated at some point from what is dear to us. We're not. And with that, we're also not exempt of recognizing having the capacity I if we are mindful of uh, recognizing the consequences of actions one moment lead to another moment and this moment conditions the next moment and this moment conditions the next moment And so there is a possibility to see the impact 
and really to cultivate conditions that may bring benefit to all of us, that may create well-being. Maybe that we don't cause additional harm of what is happening already in the world. We There are many conditions, you know, we're cultivating conditions, but then there are many conditions that we don't have control over. And this practice gives us the opportunity of, oh my gosh, this is what is happening. I can do, you know, I can incline the mind to create more benefit. And I can also incline the mind to see what is the appropriate response. What is to be in right relationship, wise relationship with what is presenting here, what is being showing up in our lives. Wise relationship. And that may mean different things for all of us. But, you know, one genital way of saying that we could be in wise relationship is causing not, no more harm. There is this teaching of the Buddha, the dart. Some of you may hear it, may have listened to it, or the arrow. And a practitioner comes to the Buddha and says, oh, no, no. The practitioner shows up and the Buddha says to them, if an arrow, a dart is shoot to someone and hits, you know, hits them, does it hurt? Yes, yes, venerable one. I just love the how all the language and the stories and yes, venerable one. And then the Buddha said, okay. And if there's something else that happens and there's another arrow, a second arrow that gets shot to this person. A second dart, does it hurt? Oh, yes, venerable one, indeed. So the first arrow is everything that life brings. All these natural laws that sometimes we're so used to receive day-to-day life that we forget. We just forget that we're human beings and this body needs to be taken care of. You know, there have been moments in which I just keep going. I just keep going. When I was working full time, I was working maybe sometimes if I was in the field Doing environmental work, it will be like 14, 16 hours a day. And I will, you know, like, okay, let me just 
perhaps something to it. But it was like, let me just finish this and then I eat. Or, you know, what kind of support can I get so that I end today at 5 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock? We forget. Sometimes we are so passionate about what we do, we forget. And sometimes there's such a sense of responsibility. Oh my goodness. I think one of the teachings of a dear teacher to me for a year or two was, you don't have to work this hard. You don't have to work that hard. That was all in practice discussions. Oh, you don't have to work out. Like, but no, you know, like what they're going to think about me or would I lose my job or no, it has to be my that way. Or no, my dad used to say this. My mother used to do this. The world used to me this mind. And at some point, I don't know, it's different for all of us. There's something that makes us pause. For me at that moment was, and surprisingly, uh, I had to have surgery, an emergency surgery. That was it. It was like two months out of work, and that was one time. It's interesting the times maybe that if you reflect on this and say, what are the moments that suddenly it's like, okay, what is most important to me? What is the pause here? It would be a moment of enormous joy contentment oh my gosh there's peace in the world suddenly you see it and like you savor it and like this is the most important because it's or sometimes it's so unfamiliar like oh my gosh I really want this to continue and say I really now I appreciate this has value to me this is really important or you responded in a relationship conversation very sincerely respectfully saying this is how it is for me right now I value this and this is how it is whatever it is you know so there are all these moments and so how it is that we can you know be present for our lives even no matter how mundane could it be, how joyful could it be, how painful could it be, with care, you know, can we honor any any experience? Mindfulness does not have a privileged screen to say, oh, not this experience, oh, this, yes, this experience, no. Is our conditioning that choose some of the experiences that we like let in and the ones that we let out. And if we're not aware of that conditioning, 
you know, it may be a free for all. So an example, I give you a very simple example, weather. Well, I grew up in hot weather. And when it gets very cold, there's an adverse response. Now it's much better than other times, but there is an adverse response. And before I will fight with it, I will, you know, wear four layers. I will not go to places. I will stay inside, live in different places that will allow me to practice with this condition of life. But at some point, I just feel like, wow, this is really tiring. It's like, I am, I mean, this is even before COVID, okay? It's like, I'm, I'm limiting myself here a lot. I could feel the contraction, the reactivity. And so something softened. As soon as I recognize, oh, this is okay, yeah, this is, this is a condition, yeah, I, I grew up like this. and. And then I recognize this aversion. You know how I said to you, notice and noting? This is it. Wow, this is really aversive. I'm having a strong reaction here. I just name it, and it was so powerful. Sometimes it's just so powerful. It, it decreases the intensity. And so in that moment, that's a moment of choice. Okay, what's the care for myself? And what is the care for whatever conditions are here? And that includes, okay, this is how it is right now. What can I do now? How can I be with this? But it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of it, that you have to resolve it, that you have to design it. This is how it is. Like it or not, Bruni, this is how it is. So what's, what's the, the, the way to respond to this reactivity? You don't even have to solve the reactivity. But what's the, the wise way, the kind way, so that you can continue receiving your life, how, whatever it is? And so this is where Kalyanamit comes in. Companions on the path of practice, us here today, we support each other. Okay, let me be here a little bit more. Bruni is still here. Or maybe later you can reflect on something of the practice. How is this for you? You know, the Buddha taught to all kinds of people. And I haven't heard yet any teaching saying you were right, you were wrong. But really, okay, how is this for you? How is this for you? We all have different ways. This is what I love so much of this practice. The practice just, you become the practice. You become your own teacher. 
when there is stability, there is wisdom, panya, and there is mindfulness, and there is a, an open heart that supports you to be here. Or to say, no, thank you, not now. But this continuity of practice requires or give us that stability, that strength, that clear seeing. We need to be present to receive it. <clears throat> so, um, okay. So with that, Oh, let me just check something here. Just wanted to. Okay. To add something, we will continue. You know, in each meditation of stillness, we will include a Brahma Vihara. So. Then for the next one, we'll do compassion, the following mudita, and the following equanimity, like I said. But with this, I just want to check in with you right now to see how this is landing for you. If there are any comments or questions or celebrations, just a check-in. Um Before we go to lunch, is there anything you want to ask? If you want, you can you can raise your hand, and I will call call you in. Or you can also, if you want to stay anonymous, you can send a chat, a comment to Tony, and Tony and I will take turns. I will call you in to share whatever you need to share and. Tony can read anonymously whatever you put in the chat for him. We'll take turns that way if that if that is supportive for you. So anything about your practice? Yes, Catherine, please. Thank you. Welcome. When we did the meta practice yes. just now, and when we got to all beings, um, you know, I f- feel a frustration knowing that, I mean, I feel compassion and loving kindness, but it's tinged with a frustration or a striving because. I can't make all beings not suffer. There's so many beings suffering. And so then I, I kind of cognitively realize I, you know, that's the way it is. And cultivating love in my heart helps the world in general. Um, but that was kind of a cerebral resolution. So I wondered what you have to say about that, what your thoughts are. Sure. Let me ask you something before answering, um, Catherine. When 
uh, something came up and said, you know, in, in your, in, in your mind, brain, or however we call it, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it feel in the body? Did you have a contraction? Did it stay the same or anything that you felt and where in the throat, on the chest, whatever you remember? Yeah. um, Well, today, I mean, because this comes up a lot when I, yeah. Today, I, I felt a contraction when I realized how many, I mean, you know, being, the reality is how many, how much suffering there is. Yeah. Um, and then that contraction didn't really cease when I, okay. That's the way it is. Okay, great. Okay. So let me start. I always, I, uh, if I most of the time, remember, I like to point out, Oh, this is how you're practicing. This is, you know, the Things that you're doing that really benefit your practice, and and uh, so that you see it, just to acknowledge. So you're aware. This tells me you're aware not only here but other times in your life that you notice. Wow, this is showing up, and look at this. This oh, this is showing up again. What is this? This is what you know. So. Please know that that is something that that is great because it's part of, you don't have to go and do a lot of investigation. You can do a little bit just to know it enough. And it seems like with what you're saying, there's enough here that you can incline mind to other understandings. So it's like, oh, yeah, I know you. You've been here before. So, yes, there are moments that, and and metta does this. This is part of the metta practice. Metta is a purification practice. A purification is that it, it, when you're practicing, there may come moments in which it may become more difficult. Or you may become angry. Or you're like, oh my gosh, this is a, you know. Meta sheds light to some things that need to be attended, that maybe they're not resolving us. That uh, we need to be with them a little bit more within our mindfulness practice. So... And sometimes with suffering, there are different things in different ways in which you can practice with this. It is, it is hard sometimes to see, wow, this is, this is that we are capable of create more suffering, of having not only second arrows, the second arrow, which I think I didn't mention it. I, regress to or or drift away to other things is how we relate to the experience the arrow of bringing things all what life brings the buddha didn't say everything in life is suffering but he did say there is suffering in life 
And it's hard sometimes to take that in. It is hard. And sometimes it's hard to recognize it. You know, there may be moments, and you know, there may be other conditions, but I, there may be moments, I have had moments in my life in which there was so much suffering around me that I, I just couldn't bear it. And so I realized at some point I didn't want people to suffer because I could not bear it. I could not bear witness to what was happening. And bear witness doesn't mean that, you know, we're, we don't care. That's not what it is. But it's like, this is how it is for you right now. So in those cases, you felt the contraction. I'm not saying this is your case, but in 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 cases like that, or in the case of you noticing the contraction, in that moment, you notice the contraction, you name it. This is this this is tight here. Maybe the practice in that moment is compassion. And when we practice compassion this afternoon, then I can connect and answer more. Well, but now it's not like really compassion because, because there's this contraction, Bruni, it's like happening. And like, I know they're not all going to be happy and free from suffering. Well, we may be amazed sometimes how people in the midst of everything, that's what I was saying. Can you hear, can you find the stillness in the midst of all? If, if you have a moment of peace, it counts. If, you know, someone that is really suffering and, and we see all these different world conditions, can that person have a moment of peace, even for one minute? It counts. So just you know, recognize that even if it is not like maybe we have different ways in which we see, can they be happy? But then we have all these ideas of how they would be happy. But if we cannot control the conditions, but we can do what we can and acknowledge and rejoice, I am glad you had this moment of happiness. It may soften the contraction. So I'll talk more about compassion and more about this, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of something to be with while we go come back to compassion this afternoon. Okay? Anyone else? Any comments, protests, celebrations? Oh, yes, Donnie, please. I have a comment that was sent to me. It says, for me, what resonated is, is that you become the practice. Meditation took me to this place over time. The loving kindness meditation has been transforming on how I relate to others in my life. Yeah. Uh, mm. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Well said, well said, well said. 
Thank you for sharing, sharing your experience. Yeah. Anything else? 